Welcome to episode 11. This is your host, Derek Chaser, where chasing the Walt Disney World Resort magic is a reality. I hope everyone had a great week, and without further ado, let's start the show. I am being joined today by fellow co-host Mindy Chaser, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about some new happenings in the Chaser's newsreel, getting the most out of your day at the Animal Kingdom theme park, and the Chaser's tidbit, and staying at the Animal Kingdom theme park to review the Flame Tree Barbecue and the, Ch- and the Chaser's restaurant review. So we will go right into this week's stories. Um, and all the stories this week are coming from DisneyParks.Disney.Go.com. And the first uh, um, story that came up, and it's something that I actually absolutely, I've liked it ever since I was a kid. Um, they're bringing back the orange bird into the parks. And for those that might not know um, who the orange bird is, um, in Magic Kingdom, the orange bird is the icon of the Sunshine Tree um, Terrace, correct, Mindy? That's what um, it's actually called. Yeah. Um, the Sunshine Tree Terrace, and they have a citrus swirl that they actually have that is a delicious orange, citrus, and vanilla swirl. And my son Oliver and I absolutely loved it. Um, Mindy was not the biggest fan of the citrus swirl. It's tart, but I just thought it was... It tastes like orange juice. You yeah. have to like orange juice. Right. And then it mixes orange juice with vanilla ice cream. So it just... It didn't jive for me, but I love the... The pineapple one. Well, the Dole Whip. The Dole Whip. I love that one. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not awake this, this morning. This show's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I prefer the Dole Whip over the Citrus Swirl, is what I'm saying. But I do like that orange bird. I think he's really cute. But uh, um, he's got a new mural that is an orange bird, um, a wall that they just put up at Disney Springs, and it looks like a great photo opportunity. And it says on on the actual mural, mural grown in the Florida sunshine um, from spring from spring fed groves, famous Florida citrus, and it's got the orange bird, and it looks like he's like kind of like flying over um, some oranges. And uh, this article was uh, written by uh, Kelsey Noland, and it's new post-worthy orange bird inspired wall at Disney Springs. If you follow us on Instagram, you've probably noticed Disney Springs has a new mural dedicated to our favorite orange bird, and it's my new favorite photo op. Um, While this wall mural may be new, orange bird is no stranger to Disney Springs. In the 1970s, he had his own pavilion at Lake Buena Vista Shopping Village. Um, and it was located at what is now Disney's Pin Traders, displaying Florida Fresh Citrus. And uh, and then there's a picture here that's in this article that looks like of a statue of the orange bird that is right next to a bunch of oranges that they would have been selling um, back in the day. And the um, it goes on to say, I will always love when um, we pay homage to our rich Disney heritage. And I know Orange Bird is a guest favorite at Walt Disney World Resort. And they um, met up with um, the art director, Chris Reck, who actually came up with the inspiration for the mural. And they asked him, well, what inspired this new mural and why was Orange Bird chosen? And he has stated that Orange Bird is such a beloved character with natural ties to our Disney Springs storyline. As a celebration of a central Florida town, its history, and our local environment, 
orange bird is a character who would have been found right here in Florida. We had a well-lit, beautiful brick wall that was just begging for some fun treatment. It was easy to take full advantage and harken back to billboards you would have seen along Florida roadways. And um, then she also asked, can you give us some insight into the creative process that brought the wall to life? After much research, we were inspired by vintage orange bird art and knew he was a natural fit for Disney Springs. Once the design was developed, it was projected onto the wall and drawn with chalk and then hand painted. Painting allows the graphic to fade in the sun over time, just as we see other ghost graphics wear and convey a sense of time and history. So that's really cool. It's going to actually, as time goes by, it'll get weathered and have that kind of really historic look to it. And I just think it'd be a great opportunity for people to go uh, um, and get a picture here. I love how they're constantly, Mindy, bringing uh, different uh, spaces into the park where you can get those photo ops yeah you know and just and just kind of like uh, um, put together a uh, you know pictorial uh, diagram or of, of your trip and everything that you're doing so um, it's just really cool all, all across the board why don't you start with the next one Mindy so this is from the mom's panel and um, you know before I really was experienced with planning Disney trips I visited the mom's panel. It's on the Disney website. You can search just about any question that you have on there, and these moms will answer the question, so that's pretty cool. This mom's panel Monday is top tips for celebrating a birthday at Walt Disney World, which is probably for kids would be amazing. The most magical place on earth is oftentimes the destination for many guests observing their special day. From breakfast with Mickey Mouse to an evening filled with fireworks, ideas for pixie dust filled celebrations are endless. So the the moms are here to offer some of their must-do tips for making your kid's birthday even more spectacular at Walt Disney World. So one of the things they talked about is if, if your kid if your baby's turning one, um, it's a huge milestone, and this person um, recommends the Crystal Palace which I think would be nice too. It's a restaurant over at Magic Kingdom. They have Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, Eeyore. Piglet. Piglet, it's all Pooh inspired. Um, so that's, that's definitely very fun. And make sure you attach a celebration button to the baby stroller so everybody knows the big milestone is being celebrated. They have buttons you can, um, they give them to you and you can write on there like for happy birthday, happy anniversary. Yeah. Celebration on this button. case, when you first walk <clears throat> into the Magic Kingdom, if you immediately go to the left, um, it's in the town hall or the town square. Mm -hmm. And like Mindy said, there is probably 10 or ten or 15 different kind of buttons. There's tons and of them. They have Sharpies there, so you can just write whatever you're celebrating. But the cast members really do hone in on those pins. They do. Um, so it's a big deal to wear one of those because they will make a big deal. Oh, it's your, you know, it's your son or daughter's first uh, birthday. That's awesome. Thanks for celebrating with us. And they'll make a big deal about it. So um, just, just a little. Yeah, definitely take advantage of those buttons. Or um, when you check in at your hotel, sometimes yeah. they'll give you one. First visit. At Disney or... Resort, you know, if you're staying at a Disney Resort. Um, the next tip that this mom had was princesses. Um, if you have a princess ages 3 to 12, make sure you head over to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Mm -hmm. Would be a birthday dream come true. A meal with her fellow princesses at Cinderella's royal table would be the f perfect way to follow up 
a regal transformation but there's other places you can even eat cinderella's royal tables at magic kingdom now if you really boutique is over at um disney springs and then i think there could be one at magic they have one at magic kingdom too yeah it's a little bit smaller and but here's (laughs) the thing that's cool about that too if you're really trying to um, get something that's a little bit cheaper and you're on the dining plan you could use one um, Tus- um, one, one table credit and go to Akershus yes and Epcot and they have the princesses there so you know depending on what kind of plan that you actually got um, you know if you're if you're on the dining plan it's only one you know dining amenity I would go to that one and myself. And, and that's uh, <clears throat> um, just throwing that out there because Cinderella's Royal Table is hard to get. Yeah, and Cinderella is actually at Akershus. Yeah. And so are all the other, pretty much the same princesses are at both of the venues. So I'm throwing that out there because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, anyway, we, we also, did that with the boys, actually, when they were younger. We took and them Annabelle. To Ak- we and Annabelle. Twice. We took them to Akershus. It was really nice. Was, um, yeah. Another suggestion that she had for princesses was the, the Disney's Perfectly Princess Tea over at the Grand Floridian. Oh, yeah. They have like that's a little a good, tea party thing. Yes. So that's another thing if you, maybe if you're not having a park day. Like, I almost think this Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique would be a good day where you're maybe not going to be in the parks all day because you can go to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique over at Disney Springs. And then, you know, you could eat at this tea party sure. if you wanted to. Yeah, you can, um, there's variations. You know, the, there's also that restaurant at Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. That we went to the one time. It does have Cinderella and oh, the Evil Step. Yeah, yeah, mothers. a nineteen hundred park fair. So there's that option as well. If you right. don't have a park ticket for right. the day, is Good what point. I'm saying. And that's so. uh, and for the nineteen hundred <clears throat> park fair, um, breakfast is Alice in Wonderland and like Mary Poppins. It's the lunch and the dinner that switches over to um, uh, Cinderella yeah. and cinderella's significant other prince charming yep um, and then the the stepmother and then the and stepmother the uh drusilla <coughs> anastasia and then of course like uh, um yeah so then next they said magical ideas for school-age kids they have the pirates and pals fireworks dessert voyage which i'm not going to go too much into because we just talked about that one last week but it's basically um it's a dessert party on a boat oh here we go character dining at the resort oh there you we go we preempted it there we did go ahead go. the wonderland tea party at disneyland's grand floridian is where leslie's daughter was selected to spend her special and day and they're talking about uh, the recommendations that oh. some of these were chef mickey's storybook, storybook dining, dining at artist point yeah. with snow white we're going to definitely have to do a big oh. review of that one that would be that really was our good. favorite uh restaurant that we ate at on our last trip um we absolutely loved artist point with snow white it was amazing and then they're also mentioning Minnie's Beach Bash Breakfast oh, at Cape May Cafe. Yeah. And we've had fr- we haven't done the uh, um, Minnie's Beach Bash Breakfast at Cape May Cafe, no. but we have had friends that have gone and done that a couple of times, and it got favorable reviews from them. But uh, uh, I like that. I think that's great. Like you said, you can literally you g- could take do them a to day a that's meal. not yeah. a park day and just make it make it very special without even having a park ticket. Okay, moving down. Teens and tweens, let's see. Celebrating a birthday is great for any age. So for your older kids, they they wanted to go. This this boy wanted to go to California Grill, which we talked about last week. Um, he likes to see the Magic Kingdom while he's eating. So that's, he likes the that's view. That's awesome idea, actually. And I like it a lot. He got. They told him it was his birthday. The table had Mickey confetti on it. 
He had pizza and sushi because this kid likes sushi. Haunted Mansion themed dark chocolate cake. That's cool. That's oh, cool. she pre-ordered this cake. To have so, them. And then there's a picture of it on this article. And it's got the hitchhiking ghosts. That's awesome. On the cake. It's pretty cool. So basically what they're saying is you could get really creative and come up with a variety of ideas for birthdays. Or even if it's not on their actual birthday, you know, within that month or whatever, I'd say is, you know. And then they uh, finished the article off by saying, how about a day at Disney Springs? Yeah. Angie says, let's... Let teens test their ba uh, basketball skills at NBA Experience at Disney Springs. And uh, I know that this just came out, this experience, not that long ago. Mindy and I have seen videos. It looks really kind of cool how they go through like the it. whole uh, um, experience. And they literally, it's like you go through the process like if you were being drafted into the NBA. And they test your skills and there's photo opportunities. It's really cool. But some of the things that other things that they're suggesting you could do besides the NBA experience is... Um, enjoy dinner and entertainment at the Edison. Um, we haven't had a chance to eat at the Edison yet, but it's definitely something we want to do. That looks like a really cool restaurant. Yep. And we've seen a lot of videos on this, and something we're going to do on our next trip is go to the rooftop deck at the Coca-Cola store. Yes. That just looks like so much fun to definitely. be able to overlook Disney Springs up there. Um, and then they're just saying for more great birthday celebration, celebration tips... Or for general Disney vacation questions, visit DisneyParksMomsPanel.com um, for an answer from one of our panelists. And as Mindy mentioned before, Mindy, you said that this was a great resource to you when we were first starting yeah, to go to the parks. Yeah, I mean, before everything was at your fingertips with Facebook and Pinterest and all this different kind of stuff and Instagram, I just was like searching online and I went to the, I found the DisneyParksMomsPanel.com and it answered a lot of questions for me and I just remember like getting all of our ideas for our first couple trips on there um we'll take team this next one men so feel free we'll just kind of jump back and forth but i this next one that i put in here um and this article is written by uh, thomas smith is hundreds of plant-based dishes are coming to walt disney world and disneyland resorts and the reason i put this in here is i realized that i wanted to kind of just go over again how disney is so so good at making sure that regardless of what your um dietary restrictions are or what your you know what you typically eat that there's something for everybody so i think this is a really cool you know addition that they're adding because they really do care about people that you know that might just be you know you know you know vegan or eat plant-based so i think this is a good step in the right direction but the article starts out exciting news for our foodie fans we're thrilled to announce that all of our major quick and table service restaurants will soon be serving up plant-based options and that's cool literally all so it's like any restaurant you go to there's going to be a plant-based option for you to choose from at the walt disney world resort and um, also at disneyland resort along with a new plant-based menu icon coming to disney dining our guests will now be able to choose from hundreds of sweet and savory creations including many brand new dishes dishes destined to become fan favorites we're always looking for ways to bring more flavor, innovation, and creativity to the Disney dining experience. And guest feedback is first on the menu when we evolve our menus and develop new dishes. Our guests have embraced our plant-based offerings at our parks around the globe, inspiring us to expand our menu and introduce a new menu icon, a green leaf. 
that will make it easier than ever to find these creations during your visit. So it sounds like on the menu, Mindy, there's going to be this green leaf mm -hmm. that's going to just dictate, obviously, that it's a plant-based cool. dish. <clears throat> these fun and flavorful options are made from plant-based ingredients like vegetables, fruits, grains, nuts, seeds, and what what is that? Legumes? 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 I don't know. Wow, wow. Like I said, we're, we're on fire today. Well, we're on fuego. Legumes. We're not really plant-based eaters. Legumes. But I'm just glad that they have this option for people and that are. are made without animal meat, dairy, eggs, or honey, um, which I know is really important um, for this kind of a diet. From comfort food classics to exciting new dishes for the adventure adventurer and all of us, everyone will find something to delight their taste buds. And then it looks like that they're going to be rolling these out at some quick service locations on October 1st and October 3rd. October 1st at the quick service, October 3rd at the table service locations at Walt Disney World Resort. And wow, explore more than 400 craveable dishes. Wow, that's a That's boatload. a lot. Um, and let's see here. Some of the ones that they wanted to put emphasis on is the steamed Asian dumplings from Le Cellier at Epcot. You'll love these plant-based meat dumplings served with bok choy, Chinese long beans, red peppers, and radish in a delicious and fragrant Asian broth. Um, shiriki noodle salad. Shiriki from uh, the Jungle Navigation Company LTD Skipper Canteen at Magic Kingdom Park. And they say that this refreshing salad is made with noodles, edamame, beans, mushrooms, green mango, and cucumber tossed with the sweet chili sauce. And then they have a Felucian Garden Spread from Ducking Bay 7, food and cargo at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios, made with plant-based kefta, herb hummus, tomato, cucumber, relish, and pita. This is the perfect bite for your visit to a galaxy far, far away. And then the last two they got is a chili spiced crispy fried tofu bowl from Satuli Canteen at Disney's Animal Kingdom. This taste of Pandora features crispy tofu seasoned with chili spice and topped with a crunchy vegetable slaw, bobo balls, and your choice of base and sauce. Got to get those bobo balls. Okay, I want to try that and see your reaction of that. I that do it. dish. Little bobo balls in, in my life. Plant-based cashew cheesecake. You know, I love cheesecake, so what the heck. Um, and I have never had anything bad at the California Grill. So this is going to be over at the California Grill um, at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Just one of the many scrumptious plant-based desserts available at Walt Disney World. So literally, they're going to have like 400. Remember to look for the green leaf. Um, I just think that's, I think this is really cool that they're bringing this and making an emphasis on it because it's yeah. important. It should be easy for somebody to pick up a menu and just be like, hey, this is what I want. Yeah. And and be able to and find know it. that it's safe. And, and know that it's safe and it fits need. and it fits their need. There you go. Um, kick this last story off, Mindy. Oh, the twenty seventh Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival set. They have their date set. March fourth through June first and I will be going. <laughs> We've missed this by like a day. Yes. This year it was one day, and the year before it was like two or three days. We're going to make and, it happen. Um, the topiaries are absolutely unbelievable. We have so many pictures with our family in front of these um, uh, the flower topiaries, um, but then they also have all the food that goes into this yeah. too. So why don't you read a little bit more about it, hon? Save those dates, March 4th through 
March 4th through June 1st because you will want to see and experience every beautiful bloom, whimsical topiary, and tasty treat being planned for the 27th Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Um, it's a 90-day extravaganza at Epcot. It will sprout in a big way for the 27th year oh, with seasonal years. sights, sounds, and flavors. Um, they have outdoor kitchens. They have to the fan favorite artists who will perform at the Garden Rock Concert Series. Bouquets of spring fun will welcome guests around every corner. I'm really just excited to try some of the booths with the food oh, items. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know, that right there is what, what I'm excited about. I didn't know it was the longest running. I didn't either. That's cool. There's going to be a Remy topiary, um, probably because that ride is going to be it's getting soon. It's, yeah, centerpiece of a new Ratatouille garden at the France Pavilion. And... The delicious new garden will be planted with veggies using a ratatouille recipe. Cool. We love Remy and we can't wait. You'll also find favorite returning topiaries including Snow White, Elsa and Anna, Belle and the Beast, Mickey, Minnie, Miss Piggy, and Kermit. They're so pretty. They are. Um, there's outdoor kitchens. They'll discover raised bed and in-ground gardens of herbs and produce and discover how to grow their own healthful foods. So they're educating you as well. That's cool which is pretty neat. They have flower towers that are going to have colorful backdrops for spring selfies. Festival mini gardens will be set afloat like floral pontoons at the Future World East and West Lakes. Children will love burning off energy. There's like a little uh, playground. That must be what they're talking about. I remember seeing that playground. It was like actually roped off when we <clears> went there. Like, how do you get to the playground? How yeah. do you get? But anyway, I digress. Go ahead. So the Goodness Garden Butterfly House is presented by... Go go squeeze, <laughs> go go squeeze, which we yeah eat a lot of. Our kids do, and the popular how to garden will return with clever tips for home gardeners. So, anyway, if you're gonna go to Disney in the spring, make sure you go to Epcot and check Absolutely. out the Flower and Garden Festival. I think it will be very very nice. And we will be there this year, so yes. I'm excited. It is actually for as many times as we've been since um, because of Mindy's schedule. Um, um, we always have to go in the summer, um, and with with going in the summer, we we seem to miss that. We miss it, and some by a people, and days. some of the locals are like they like the summer because Epcot doesn't have a festival, and it reminds them of the old Epcot. Well, so. and it's probably less busy at and Epcot, it, right? Um, but I'm looking forward to going um, and checking out. Uh, you know, definitely yes. being able to put this on here and have the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival as part of our next trip. I think so, for sure. When Mindy and I were talking about, that's the end of the news. Um, for the Chasers tidbit this week, we, we decided that since we were talking about Tusker House to finish the show last week, that we were going to spend some time uh, giving a little bit of uh, love to the Animal Kingdom theme park. Um, out of uh, you know the four parks that are at um, Walt Disney World, um, this park is starting to grow on Mindy and I. Literally, um, there were trips where we would not even go to Animal Kingdom theme park at all. Yeah. It was the one park that it's like if we don't go there, and we'd go on a five-day trip, and we would be totally fine. Um, at you know, a couple of years ago, just skipping Animal Kingdom altogether. Yeah. And it has now become a park that is a must-do on our trips. Yeah. We I'm not going to say it's a favorite, but I will but say we won't, we won't skip. you definitely want to check it we'll, out. We'll definitely spend a day over mm -hmm. at Animal Kingdom. They've done so much 
um, to uh, enhance it over the last several years. We've discovered things too. And we've discovered things I think that's why we that like has it made it better now. because our kids, you know, a couple of years ago, because, you know, they're 11, 9, and 5 now, they weren't adventurous. They would not ride the great attractions like, you know, Expedition Everest. Right. So we would go there and we'd go and do like a couple of things and then it'd be like, okay, well, what are we going to do now? Because they wouldn't go on any of the, you know, real. Um, they didn't amazing want to go on attractions. Dinosaur. Right. They wouldn't go on. Everest. Exactly. They didn't have Flight of Passage back then. So and, now. And now, which in Flight of Passage now, now that it's been open almost two years, it's 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 a totally different theme park for us because we have found things that are must dos, and that's what we're we're going to talk about today: getting the most out of your day at the Animal Kingdom theme park. And uh, the first item that I have on here is to make sure that you ride Expedition Everest, Flight of Passage. And Kilimanjaro safaris. There are a lot of attractions, a lot of rides at Animal Kingdom, but Mindy and I feel that these are the three must-do um, for us. Anyway. For us, for our family, yeah, um, and fun. it's just um, it's just unbelievable. Uh, and we've we've experienced and. You know, why, why don't you give like a little background of of why why you think Flight of Passage is a must-do, Mindy? Well, I mean, it's just immersive. When you, for for those of you who don't know, Flight of Passage is in the Pandora area at Animal Kingdom. It is like a very popular ride. Huge wait times. Still the most popular ride on if property. You, yeah, it is. Out of all, even, I mean, yeah. even above and beyond, I think the Star Wars. Yeah, ride it's for not now. even holding a candle for yeah. now. For now, but. Um, so if you do not get a fast pass for this ride, which it is pretty hard to get a fast pass for. Yeah. Um, and you do decide to rope drop the ride, which rope drop means you go before the park opens and you wait, like, and then you can, you know, walk right to that right. ride first. Absolutely, absolutely. With, you're supposed to have a less wait. If you are good about getting there, probably, I want to say an hour before the park opens. Right. Would you say? Yeah. I would yeah, say at, at least, least a half an hour before. Uh, maybe, but I'm going to say an hour. hour. I think because an by hour. the time you get there, get through security, yeah. and start, and they will let you kind of start entering the park and walking towards the attraction you want to ride first. And they get lines, so, yeah. Flight of Passages has long lines. But anyway, the reason people love it is because it is an experience. You wear like the 3D glasses. You feel like you're sitting on kind of like a, a motor, banshee, which a is banshee. Like, kind of like a dragon. And the right vehicle is kind of like it like a motorcycle, like a bike. Like yeah, a bike yeah. But, and and yeah. you're sitting there, and it feels like you're literally flying through right. the jungle, and you've got water coming at you. It's you know, smells like you're smelling, yeah. And wind, right. and Little breezes, and it's you. You can't appreciate it until you actually do it. Right, and in anything that you'd see, like you know, most of the rides you can get an idea about. It just feels about like things are coming if you at YouTube you. YouTube it, but you can't because you're not going to be able to get it because you're not wearing the right glasses. Right, and anyone that films it, it's it's just not going to. No, it's it not going to. It won't do it justice. Right. So, but that's a must do. Yeah. Um, for sure. And then, um, the reason why I think Expedition Everest is a must do is what an amazing roller coaster. I mean, it is. Um, and it's themed. It's just themed so amazing, you know, um, because you, you're, you're sitting there and I'm going to quickly just like dive into this one a little bit more. Um, that was a great recap that you did on uh, Flight of Passage. But Expedition Everest, I mean, it is just, you know, it's themed around the Himalayans, the Himalayan mountains. And it is actually... 
um, where they got the Yeti on it, which is the coolest thing. But Expedition Everest, the full title of it is Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. Um, you have to be at least 44 inches or taller to get on it. And they say that, you know, kids, tweens, teens, adults, thrill ride, big drops, dark. Um, and I, you know, it is literally. Our kids have not ridden this yet. And we have, and we love it. And Yeti or not, here he comes. Wander into a Tibetan village at the base of Mount Everest and board a train to the top of the world. Beware! Some say a legendary snow monster lives deep in the mountain. After a steep ascent, your train picks up speed and races into the darkness. Without warning, a broken and twisted track appears in front of you. Brace yourself as you plummet backward, which is awesome, mm -hmm. into total darkness. Inside the cavern, cavern, the mythical tale comes true as you see the shadow of a massive growling beast. Race to escape the cursed mountain before the yeti claims another expedition mm -hmm. um, and they do want to say word of warning some parts of the expedition Everest legend of the forbidden mountain may be scary for children i uh, i think that's a stretch but well, this attraction features loud noises fast. fast drops high speeds dark places and frightening creature effects it's this is just the, an the experience it is though. awesome this and it looks like you're going through an actual mountain. I yeah, mean, it's pretty I mean, cool. the immersion on this one yeah. is phenomenal. Definitely a must-do. Um, while it's fun during the day, it's even cooler at night when it's dark because then the drops are a little bit more intense and it just has that theme of woo spooky a little bit. But uh, definitely, um, that's why I think Expedition Everest is just a must-do. And then I'll have you kind of uh, talk a little bit more about describing why Kilimanjaro Safaris, Mindy, is a must-do and when people should actually go on the safari. So Kilimanjaro Safari is an open-air vehicle. It's like a tour of an African savanna. And there are live yeah, animals that's... roaming free. So uh, there's no guarantee what you're going to see. I mean, it's it's whatever's out there that day or roaming, that's, that's what you're going to see. So they kind of suggest, like, going early in the morning or, like, later in the evening um, to have the best, like, right. animal movement and to see the most type of thing. And it could be long... Like if an animal stops in the middle of the road, <laughs> yeah. that that vehicle is not going anywhere until that animal moves. I'm glad you brought so, that up, Mindy, because uh, that's you just could another be thing to realize to get onto a vehicle, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I thought it said like a five minute yeah. road. I have a fast pass, right? And then you're waiting 15, 20 minutes. They're not gonna. They don't want to do anything. This to is the wild wildlife. animals. Yeah. So if if a giraffe is gonna stop. And just like sit there you're not going anywhere yeah. like, like you said and another thing that i would point out and maybe it was just on the one um you know on the one tour that we were on if you have a choice do not sit on the back of this thing it's got amazing um you know shocks on it but i was in the back and, was a, was a and it was really Which for I me think... it was really rough just banging around in the back of it but you want to try to get to you know towards the middle of, of it and then it'll be braced i mean not that it was like really bad but um i just not felt my like my favorite spot to say it for me it i've only had a little enjoyment that away. was the only time i ever was on this attraction where i was like i didn't have fun because i was i couldn't wait to get off because i felt like my back was getting smoked every time it would you know they would yeah. hit a bump so if you can please don't go in the back i mean or leave, leave the back to those that might be a little bit you know younger you know i just turned 41 so it was wreaking havoc on me but anyway <laughs> gotta do this though it's yeah such it's a, fun it's, it's what the it's what <clears throat> animal kingdom's all about is the animal so yeah. 
definitely uh, check check this attraction out. Um, it is it is. It's an experience for sure. It's definitely a must do. Um, without a, and then oh boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kind of pop in and talk about this. It's located um, by a. It's part of Tiffin's restaurant, but the Nomad's Lounge. I yes. Mean, it is we love the Nomad's Lounge. Just such an amazing um, experience. And uh, I'll let you kind of uh, talk a little bit about... Um, it's a little lounge. It's off of Tiffin's restaurant. Um, kids can go in there. It's very much, a, you know, friendly to kids. You can go in and get a specialty cocktail or an enticing appetizer from all across the globe. It's it's just a little lounge. I don't know what else to say. It's, and it's themed it's really got, neat. Like, these, it's, these, yeah. these postcards hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. And they um, got like couches to sit on. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and they even have an if if it's not terribly hot outside, they got an outdoor sitting yeah, area. That would be that, if that it's is, not hot. Is really cool. And we've had the Wagyu sliders here, and they yes, are delicious. They are delicious. And um, but they got like you said, they got specialty cocktails. If if uh, if you like like a a draft drink, if you are having an adult drink and you don't like a cocktail, I think I had the Modelo there, and it was really good on draft. Um, but they have kind of like different, you know, drafts and different cocktails. Nomad's Lounge is supposed to be exactly that, all encompassing from like kind of like around the world. Yeah, it's like like world travelers. So you get a little bit of everything mixed in there. That's right. Really um, and even if you just want to go in there and cool off and get some sliders and just right. drink some water, water. Exactly. and have a couple waters, I would I would even you know suggest that that's how cool this is to get out of the heat mm -hmm. and just relax a little bit and i we we probably at least spend every time that we go to animal kingdom at least an hour or more in the nomad's lounge definitely cooling off um, definitely and it's it's very kid friendly too extremely yep. kid friendly um well, we might actually do a review of Nomad's Lounge, kind of a more deeper dive in a later episode, so I won't really go through the menu besides just leaving you with a little bit of a teaser. They have snacks, teaser, appetizers. Um, but their, their appetizers were delicious. And the Wagyu sliders, I think they even came with some um, fries, some real thick like fries, and those were really good too. So, um, But really, really a huge fan of the Nomad Lounge. Check it out for sure. Regardless um, if you um, like to drink or not, you don't have to. Just go in no. there and you know, relax and cool off and get you know, get a water or definitely. a popper or soda or something and just relax. But uh, Nomad's Lounge, definite must do. That was our number two. Our number three, Mindy, is... Check out the Tree of Life Awakenings. Yeah, and the Tree of Life Awakenings, um, here, I'll let you kind of describe a little bit more about what the tree of life actually is it's a central part of it's a beautiful carved tree but anyway go ahead hon I, the tree of life is like the when you think of animal kingdom and you yeah. get in there you can just see the tree you know what i mean mm -hmm. um it's kind of like the main hub almost right. type thing it's like i don't know i feel like it's animal kingdom i think of that tree every time so the tree of life awakenings is a mesmerizing nighttime experience Flickering fireflies appear and stir to life the animal spirits in the tree's towering trunk, bringing to light a dazzling visual display, swarming with color and animated imagery. Gaze upon a young doe embarking on a thrilling journey. Behold love blossoming between a pair of hummingbirds. Spy a sly fox spreading gifts. Among the denizens 
of a wintry forest, a feast for the eyes. Each revelation celebrates the eternal balance and harmony that exists in all living things, big or small, and is sure to inspire and delight your whole family tree. And they also have a Lion King overlay right now on it, reawakening your love of the Lion King. The Tree of Life sleeps tonight, or does it? Experience hmm. the wonder as an original musical score and mystical images featuring animals and themes inspired by the Lion King take you on a sublime journey. Be there to see this slumbering iconic tree become even more stunning in a new awakening. And for instance, like tonight, it's saying that it's going to be on from uh, 7.45 to 9 o'clock. And Mindy's going to talk about some no before you goes. The Tree of Life Awakenings begins after dark and occurs approximately every 10 minutes. So it's just a short little thing. Yeah, it is. Until, until the park closes. And So you're not going to miss it. I mean, it's every 10 minutes that you're going to see it. And I, I do want to also state real quick here, um, there is a nighttime show that they have called Rivers of Light, We Are One. I, I know there's some people that absolutely just love the Rivers of Light. I have not put this on our list. Um, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it, and we've opted not to see it because we just have always felt that there was other things that we could do. Um, and I like the nighttime shows, so we're, I'm going to have to give it a fair, yeah. fair shot and look at Rivers of Light. But you know, the <laughs> Tree of Life. You know, um, one night we were there, I, I got a, caught a little bit of a glimpse of it going on, and it was really kind of cool. But that's why I'm kind of saying this because. For for our family, for our family only, I would much rather go like you know get on Expedition Everest at night, Kilimanjaro safaris, watch the ten minute show on the Tree of Life, get out of Dodge before it gets crazy. Instead <laughs> of watching you know a bunch of oh, boats floating in the water, going around with a bunch of lights like it's a techno dance, I just that's just me. Yeah. So, I mean... It's okay with me. I mean, I'd like to see it once, maybe just to, so we know what it is, but it's not, like, something that I'm just, like, so disappointed if I don't get to see it. And and I do want to also note, too, you'll notice that out of the attractions that we talked about, we did not say that Navi River Journey is a must-do. This also has typically the second longest lines out of all the attractions. It's pretty short. And it, it's, it's, it's a nice boat ride you know in the dark but it, i just it has one of the coolest animatronics i've ever seen in the yeah. shaman the shaman princess and she's singing but it's just like I, I i don't understand i mean like i don't know well man i don't want to sound negative i just i, I really don't understand not be river Virginia at all <laughs> i don't get it I mean, like, it's just like, you know, and then they got that, and it's just like, and it's like they're singing a song. I, I don't know what it is. And there's like lights going off and on. And I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. And I'm like waiting for something awesome to happen. Like something cool is going to happen. It's going to be some magical experience. And then it's over. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like it started. And then I'm like, I floated for like four minutes. And then it's over. And then I'm like looking around and I'm like, well, what the heck just happened? What did I just waste? 45 minutes, 50 minutes in a line for to see a bunch of like lights going no. off and, and then floating on a boat for four minutes. I mean, I, I get I get more joy out of like It's a Small World than what I get out of Navi River Journey. And I'm like, this is supposed to be this amazing experience. And it's like, once again, that's why I have not given up hope on Galaxy's Edge. But for everyone that's like getting upset about the Millennium Falcon, this is your my, my opinion of your A and B 
tier transactions. We put all this money into Flight of Passage, so let's just throw a boat and a canoe and let it go around and, oh, we ran out of money, so let's just have like a bunch of screen projections, play some song of some shaman singing for four minutes and then see her in this really cool experience where she's moving she's amazing but then it's like over and then i look over at you mindy i'm like what just happened what what did we just experience <laughs> that's navi river journey the only way i'll go on that one is if i have a fast pass for it oh my lord plain and simple so i that is why it's not on the list for all the listeners that are like well what about that navi river journey how about navi no that is not that that is that is a anyway I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get off my I'm gonna get off my tangent. I don't oh, know. I'm fired. Derek. I'm fired up for a Sunday. I'm oh, sorry. You're so funny. <sighs> Anyhow, um, on a positive <laughs> note, we we're, we're also mentioning there's so many good places to eat. Yeah. But for us, our family, the number four was to check out the Tusker House, which we talked about last week, or go to Flame Tree Barbecue, which is where we're gonna do our restaurant review. Yeah. So I'm not gonna dive into that because it's gonna be the restaurant review. Right. And then the last item. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead, hon. Um, I wanted to throw in there about eating. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, I haven't been to this place yet, but I have a really good friend who just loves it to the point where I think they had like three or four of these drinks on their last trip. So I wanted to definitely add this to the list. While we haven't experienced it, I want to the next time we go. It's called Pongu Pongu. It's at Animal Kingdom. It's over at Avatar. It's a quick service location. And... They have some, they have food and drinks, view menu. So the the thing that my friend is just like loves and her whole family loves it, it's called the Night Blossom. It's a non-alcoholic specialty beverage. It is so refreshing. It's like a frozen beverage. It's layers of apple and dessert pear limeade topped with passion fruit boba balls. Oh, it's those little tiny... Those little, little tiny things, yeah. that's what those are. Yeah, I know I know what the bubble is. I didn't. Are. Come on now. The, B squared? Those little tiny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, you just got to try this drink anyhow, because I'm going to the next time we go. And it glows, and it's just really, really pretty. So go over there to Pongu Pongu and get yourself a Night Blossom drink. And they have other food items too, and you could check that out if you wanted to. And then the number five must do for us is the characters, and they have them spread out between where you standalone meet and greets and shows. You want to kind of do a real quick deep dive of Festival of the Lion King. Do you feel that that is a must do? Yeah, but okay. don't waste a fast pass on it. And what about Finding Nemo uh, the musical? If you have we've little, seen it. Well, here's mean, what I say about that one. So. If you have little ones and you can't do Expedition Everest, you can't do Pandora, take, if they can't do those big thrill rides or maybe somebody's motion sickness, then that's where I would say, go ahead and ride the, the one that you were just talking about, Navi River. If you what? can't do, if you can't do any of the thrill rides, then okay. yeah, go yeah. do Navi River. Because yeah. what, I mean, what else are you going to do? Well, get out of the sun. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. about the only thing that rides good And then for a bit. Finding Nemo, I would say if you have little ones and you need to get out of the heat and you can't do some of those thrill things yeah. or your motion sickness and that stuff doesn't appeal to you, then get out of the heat and go watch Finding Nemo the musical. I feel like it's like a one-time thing. We watched it once. That was probably enough. It's nice. It's like a puppet show on stage. 
Right. It's not. I'm not I mean, saying the, act, the I actors and actresses. I it. mean, it's you know, and it's been years, but I mean, it, it was it was a neat neat thing. It's, it's nice. What about um? Talk about real quick. Just backtracking. Festival of the Lion King. How we had okay. a fast pass. What that process was okay. like. Okay. So last time. we've done Festival of the yeah. Lion King, yeah. where you just go and no fast pass. But this time, yeah, because the fast passes are tiered like. You can't get all three fast passes for like the most popular attractions. And you have to knock them out before you get your fourth fast pass. Yeah. So you got to. So yeah. we did it because we needed a third fast pass, but you have to get there early to to be able to use your fast pass. So we go ahead and get there early, which I think you you should get there a little bit that early. That was the first thing we did that day. Like we're like, okay, we're gonna go Festival of the Lion yeah. King. It's been a couple of years since we've done it. Everyone's so excited. We get there and we think, okay, well, we have a fast pass, so you know, a fast pass means you're not gonna stand there forever. Exactly. We probably stood there forty five minutes, and then it's like you you get in line, and then you you go in this room. Oh, not even a room because it's outdoors, but it's you covered. You get in a line. You go in a room. Well, and then, they they're, cut like, the and then they're like, okay, you need to move forward. Yeah. Everybody needs to move forward. And they literally cram you in like sardines. Yeah, and then they Keep got like. moving forward. And it's, and it's like, it's not outside per se. I mean, it's kind of like it's outside. It's covered, but it's, it's covered. It's so hot. So, but they got these fans going. Yeah. And then, you know, you get this. You know, then when you're smushed in like sardines and it's the middle of the dead of summer and right. like everyone's like sweating and then it's like people. And then they make you squeeze and up. Then you're, and then and you're like, just, like, yeah. you're so close to people. I mean, that's not. And for like that five. That was not enjoyable. Five or ten minutes. I can hack it. But it was like 30 minutes. We were like, and then like our kids are going nuts. Like, what's going on? And then the next thing you know, I look at other kids. They're climbing up. They had that wall. Yeah. There's like people. Do not climb on the do wall. Do not climb on the wall. Like people were and they're jumping on the wall. On the wall. And then it's oh. just like, do not climb on the wall. And then I'm like, it, it just, it just so turned into. So go to the Lion King. Yeah. Don't waste a fast pass on it is what I'm going to say. Because it is you an awesome to, show. Yeah, but you don't want to wait in that line. No. I mean, and for nothing, really. Because it's like, you know, we got to be a part of the pachyderm section, which is a glorified name for an elephant. And, you know, we're, we're sitting there, and it just, I don't know. It, it sucked a little bit of the magic out for me. But I, I agree with you. It, it is a must-do. But I think our kids were so, like... They were grumpy. Grumpy after waiting 30 yeah. minutes. They, they couldn't wait for the show it. to end. And be like, I want to go on another ride now. Yeah. And they're like, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm over, you know, Festival of the Lion King, only because... It was thirty minutes before the show even started, and it's a pretty. It's probably it's a long it's show. It's a pretty long show too. But I want to say it's thirty-five it is, minutes. But um, the acrobatics that they do it's and awesome. the, the singing—it is very talented people. So, so go to it. I, it's a must-do for me, but don't use a fast pass. And then the last thing on our list is visiting characters. Well, that's what we were talking about right now, honey. The characters, I, the shows, the characters are all encompassing. Okay. Like uh, Minnie and uh, Mickey, they have them in their safari outfits. And um, okay, so the characters at Animal Kingdom, you can see just about every character. You can see Mickey Minnie dressed up like safaris. Right. You can see um, a lot of the like from like different animal movies. Like we saw the character from Up. Yeah, they got the uh, dog Russell. Russell and the dog is Russell the dog or is Russell the kid? <laughs> I don't even know. The key, the the characters from Up. Russell's the dog, and then uh, or the kid, and then the uh, the dog is. I think the dog is. Um, um, <laughs> this, 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 We're this winning this today. This has gone off the We're rails today. today. <laughs> yeah. It's, but anyway, it's Doug. Yeah. Doug. Yeah. yeah. And then there's like, um, 
I'm th- I'm losing it. I'm losing it. They, they used characters. to have they used to have Baloo and King Louie, and then they took that 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 one away. Um, and they used to have Flick that met, and then Tarzan. They're constantly changing. I think right now you can still meet Timon, um, from uh, um, the you know the Lion King. He's still meeting there, and then but the two big ones are you know Mickey and Minnie in their safari outfits, which is kind of a over at the Dino Land area. Oh, they got they got they got Donald's a... Dino Bash going yes. on right now. I, we'll talk about that briefly. I mean, that that's been going on fun. for a little over a year now, and that's where you're going to get the majority of your characters. They got Scrooge McDuck over there. That was a really cool meet and greet. I really enjoyed uh, talking with uh, um, Scrooge. That was fun. But Donald's Dino Bash, and it was just uh, that was another you know really uh, neat one, but. Any real quick of the Dino Bash, you can meet uh, Chip and Dale are dressed up in a dinosaur outfit. Um, Donald's in like a safari, um, and then there's Scrooge McDuck, Launchpad McQuack. Um, that is neat. Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto. So there's that many characters just in the one one area. But uh, um, so kind of a real quick recap of the five things that we feel are. Um, most to get the most out of your day at Animal Kingdom theme park. Make sure you ride Expedition Everest, Flight of Passage, and Kilimanjaro Safaris. Number two, stop at the Nomad's Lounge. Three, check out the Tree of Life Awakenings. Four, um, eat at Tusker House or Flame Tree Barbecue. And five, um, visit the characters, and you can see the characters both at meet and greets as well as the, as the shows. Yep. So, um, Finally, um, ending the show today on the Chasers Restaurant Review, we're going to talk about Flame Tree Barbecue. Mindy had mentioned that every one of the um, places that we've reviewed so far has been uh, um, table service, sit-down restaurant. And she's like, you know what, though? Let's do a quick service because people are also going to, you know, be There's going been a couple of our times and, where we didn't do, do sit-downs. You know, we only did quick service. Quick service. Time. So today so. we're going to jump into... Um, and this is one that we ate on on our last trip, um, Flame Tree Barbecue. And it is described as soak up saucy views as you smack your lips to an assortment of smokehouse meats and chicken dinners served alongside our signature baked beans and coleslaw. For more refreshing fare, stick your fork in a selection of fresh salads. And I'm going to pull up the menu. And I think Owen got the pulled pork, and he really liked it. Did you get the pulled pork too, hon? Yes, What did. What did you think of the pulled pork sandwich? It was delicious. I don't think it was anything special. Like, it was a pulled pork, but it was very good. Um, and I had the St. Louis rib dinner um, with the baked beans and coleslaw. This definitely was a shareable. I could have split this meal with Mindy. Yeah. And it was $16.29 for the, um, the rib dinner. And like I said, you know, for eight bucks a person, roughly, you yeah. could you could split this. Um, I am gonna say I think it's a little bit of an interesting choice to have baked beans on an extremely hot day. Yeah, um, I think that we opted out of those. Um, I mean, it was just like we, were, we got we the coleslaw, we but I mean, like when we when you're there and it's over hundred degrees and it's hot and humid, the last thing I want to do is be eating baked beans. Yeah, and walking around. They they were good. Fry. I'm pretty sure we had fries, and then um, one of the things that isn't an entree but i would like to try it the next time are the fries loaded with pulled pork i think yeah um and that is i think that's a snack credit a lot of people go over there and they can get that and use a snack credit and it is yeah, the french, french fries, fries with, with pulled, pulled pork, pork and, and cheese. cheese 
and I believe um, the last I checked, like I said, you could use a snack amenity on it, and some people use that as a meal itself. That like it, a, it would be enough know. for a meal. And for six ninety nine, even if you didn't use a um, a snack credit on it, not bad at seven all. Seven bucks to be able to split a yeah. heap of you know pulled pork and fries. I think that's a heck of a deal. Um, I'll get that next time for but sure. They they have um, your typical um, fare as far as the entrees: ribs and chicken. They also have the chicken. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, pulled pork. Um, they have salads if you don't want um, any of the meats. But very good. We, yes. we absolutely enjoyed it. Um, One thing I do want to note is that it was um, outdoor seating. It is outdoor seating. So yeah. it is kind of busy, but I think I went, It was we just gotten out of the rain. It was like a downpour, and we went in there, and like one of us was getting the food. One of us was get. I think I was getting in the food that time, and I had like somebody with me. You went and got the seat yeah, for us. I did. And, so that's and people what we were, did. And people were like trying to get seats. I like mean, it was it crazy. Was busy. Yeah, it was busy. So yeah. I just want to. I just want to make note of that. Do know that you're going to be sitting outside, but it is under. You know, it's covered, and they've got fans and stuff like that. Right. So it wasn't terrible. And then just finishing up, if your kids are kind of. Uh, um, don't don't want some of the other um, fare that we talked about. They do have an Uncrustables menu or kids where you can get the go-go squeeze and an Uncrustable uh, baked chicken drumstick, turkey sandwich, or an all-beef hot dog. So they do have some um, options that aren't maybe as uh, I think our daughter didn't even the, get the any and food. The she just kind of shared ribs. off of our food. Yeah, and, and I think it, that's what I did. Out. I shared my food yeah. with her because I had fries and pulled pork. So you can easily share. And that's a tip for quick service Sometimes you can share the food and then, you know, maybe you're not eating like a full out meal, but then you have room to go try some other snack somewhere else. And, uh, um, but yeah, go check out the Flame Tree Barbecue if you're uh, visiting the Animal Kingdom theme park. And I can't believe it, Mindy, but that's already this week's show. Um, if you have any questions about anything discussed in today's show, um, please email Mindy and I at wdwchasers at gmail.com. If you think I'm wrong about the Navi River journey, and that <laughs> is just the most magical experience that you've ever been on, I want to hear about it too. Like I said, we are just These expressing are our opinions, our opinions yeah. and I am not trying to be negative in, in the least bit, but I want people when they go to get the most out of it, and I don't want people going on there thinking that this is going to be some wonderful experience that they have, and then they just like they just leave like this. Disappointed. Mm -hmm. I just think that there's better attractions. That's all yeah. I'm trying to say. We're just there's, giving there's you our better, better attractions. But we want to hear your opinions. We want you to tell us what you want us to talk about. This is um, we do the show, um, you know, for you guys as well as Mindy and I. We just absolutely love talking about everything Walt Disney World related. So you know, if you have any ideas for any future shows, please let us know. We want to hear from you. And there are, uh, I know I've said this before, there are no questions. There are no dumb questions. Honestly, we're here to help you guys. So just fire off those questions at us at wdwchasers at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the show. And remember, whatever your dream is, don't be afraid to chase it. Until next time, Derek and Mindy Chaser, Chasing Away.